Today is a local, state, and now national holiday to mark the end of slavery in the United States, a country that is still wrestling with the legacies of a legal system that enshrined the ability of people to be owned and sold. In this third decade of the 21st century, our choices moving forward will be noted in the future. This program, Charlottesville Community Engagement, is intended to track as much of what's going on at the moment as possible, especially as we continue to emerge from a pandemic that still threatens the lives of so many. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and today is June 18th. In today's edition of the program, Albemarle supervisors say goodbye to some key staff members and get an update on how the county will utilize American Recovery Plan funding. The University of Virginia will soon close their community vaccination center at Seminole Square Shopping Center, and a new connector road opens in Albemarle County. Today's subscriber-supported public service announcement, Code for Charlottesville is looking for volunteers to help with their summer session of their pro bono tech consulting shop. The shop is a pro bono IT consulting and problem-solving service for nonprofit organizations in Charlottesville and Central Virginia. They assign small teams of volunteers to work directly with someone at a nonprofit to solve a specific issue with tech data, or web design. There's an information session on this on Monday, June 21st at 7 p.m., and you can RSVP at a link in the newsletter. Tomorrow is Juneteenth, which marks the end of two and a half centuries of slavery in British colonies in North America, as well as the young United States of America. The day marks the occasion in 1865 when federal troops entered Galveston, Texas, two months after the Civil War, to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation. Here's Vice President Kamala Harris at a bill signing yesterday. Juneteenth has been known by many names. Jubilee Day, Freedom Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day, and today, a national holiday. The vice president said there is much work to be done to address racism in the United States, but the creation of a national holiday makes a statement. In this case, it's to acknowledge history that many continued to be enslaved in Confederate states long after the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect on January 1, 1863. For more than two years, the enslaved people of Texas were kept in servitude. For more than two years... They were intentionally kept from their freedom for more than two years. The Jefferson School African American Heritage Center will celebrate tomorrow from noon to 4 p.m. with food, music, and a non-sewing sewing event from Stitch Please. That's the podcast hosted by Lisa Woolfork. The event is free, but donations are encouraged. For more on what's happening this weekend to mark Juneteenth, there's a link to an article on Siva Weekly in the newsletter. Just under half of Virginians are fully vaccinated, according to the Virginia Department of Health. Becker's Hospital Review ranks the Commonwealth number 16 among the 50 states for percent of the population vaccinated, with Vermont at number one and Mississippi last. What do those numbers look like locally? 
Dr. Kosti Safri is Director of Hospital Epidemiology for the University of Virginia Health System. Right now, 79.9%, you know, 80% of um, all adults in Albemarle County have been uh, received at least one dose of vaccine. In Charlottesville, that number is 68.1%. Dr. Safri said Nelson County is also at 68.1%, whereas Louisa is the lowest in the health district at 56.7%. Tonight, UVA Health will hold a vaccine clinic at the first Fridays After Five event in over 21 months. Justin Vesser is a pharmacy supervisor for UVA Health who said the event is in partnership with Red Light Management. We knew we wanted to go to the downtown mall uh, because that's where people have gathered, uh, you know, in Charlottesville from all different walks of life. And uh, so, so they offer the perfect space at the pavilion. Um, but we've had, uh, you know, a, a fair number of vaccinations there. But even more important, I think we've had a great um, series of conversations with people, especially about the, the topic of vaccine hesitancy. Uh, we've seen hesitancy head on uh, down on the downtown mall. UVA Health will close their community vaccine center at Seminole Square by the end of July and move it back to the hospital's West Complex at Jefferson Park Avenue and Lee Street. The Seminole Square vaccine site, you know, is, uh, it has, has been a, a huge boon to the community. Uh, we've been able to offer just a massive number of vaccines there with a really good experience for everyone who's gone there. Um, but again, the, the roster there has gone down and down and down. And I think that the, uh, that shows uh, signs of progress that we're reaching, um, you know, most people who, who uh, at this point want to get the vaccine. A program to bring vaccines to people in their homes will continue. Those patients are often the most vulnerable among us who would potentially have the worst outcome if they were to, to get sick with COVID. And so we will continue to work with the fire department and uh, with the Blue Ridge Health District to offer those homebound vaccines uh, until there's nobody left, until there's no demand for that. The seven-day average for new cases is at 139 a day in Virginia. And the seven-day average for positive results is now 1.5%. The state of emergency in Virginia will lapse on June 30th. Yesterday, the Commonwealth's attorney in both Albemarle and Charlottesville issued a joint statement that anyone who decides after that day to continue wearing a mask will not be prosecuted. A state law making it unlawful to wear a mask in public with the intent to conceal one's identity will go back into full effect on that day. The same law permits the wearing of masks to protect the safety of the wearer and other persons. A new piece of roadway has opened in Albemarle County this week. The $2.9 million Rio Mills connector runs for a quarter mile between Berkmar Drive Extension and Rio Mills Road and is now complete. This road allows for a gravel road that has led to US-29 to be closed to through traffic including trucks that access the Luckstone Quarry that's in the vicinity. This project is one of six designed and built by Curtis Consulting as part of a single contract. Two other recently completed projects are the new traffic light on US-29 at Interstate 64 and improvements to Fontaine Avenue interchange with US-29. Coming up soon is the Diverging Diamond at US-250 and Interstate 64, and roundabouts at both US-250 and Virginia Route 151, and Route 20 and Profit Road. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time now for another subscriber-supported public service announcement. 
the Rivanna Conservation Alliance is looking for a few good volunteers to help out on Clean Stream Tuesdays, a mile-and-a-half paddle and cleanup to remove trash and debris from popular stretches of the Rivanna River. Trash bags, trash pickers, gloves, and hand sanitizers and wipes will be provided, though volunteers will need to transport themselves to and from the endpoints. Kayaks for the purpose can be rented from the Rivanna River Company. Visit the Rivanna Conservation Alliance's volunteer page to learn more about upcoming dates. And now, the last story of the day returns us to Albemarle County. The Board of Supervisors said goodbye Wednesday to three employees, two of whom are retiring and one who is moving on to the School of Data Sciences at the University of Virginia. Michael Freitas has been the Chief of Public Works for Albemarle for the past 15 years, and the resolution in his honor recognized his work to help the conversion of the former Yancey Elementary School into the Yancey School Community Center. Phyllis Savitas was honored for 22 years in the county's social services department, as well as being the director for the past few years. Here's Deputy County Executive Doug Walker. She is forever a champion of the underdog, um, and that, uh, that is, a, is a role I think that she relishes uh, in all of our conversations by making sure that we don't forget. The next person recognized has not been with the county as long, but has played a significant role in the past few years. Here's County Executive Jeff Richardson. I appreciate the board's uh, formal resolution recognition of Michael Freitas' retirement and Phyllis Savitas' retirement. Third person this afternoon, Siri Russell's situation is a little bit different. Uh, Siri will be leaving our organization at uh, the end of the month. And she will be taking a great opportunity uh, to further her career with the University of Virginia. Russell has been the Director of Equity and Inclusion for Albemarle and will now be the Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion at the School of Data Science. Good news is Siri Russell will still be a part of our community. Uh, she will still be a part of our organization as a key partner agency. Richardson lauded Russell for her office's recent annual report. For her part, Russell thanked the board for taking the work seriously. It's been a resolve for equity, a commitment to inclusion, to a diverse community, to justice, um, to recognizing uh, lesser told histories and stories um, and to really furthering the work uh, to collaboration with our partners like the city, the University of Virginia and others. Russell and Supervisor Ann Malik recently appeared together on a panel discussion run by the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society. There's a link to that in the newsletter. Later in the meeting, supervisors discussed possible ways of using the county's share of American Rescue Plan funding. At the public comment period, Roy Van Dorn of Charlottesville spoke on behalf of the area chapter of the Virginia Restaurant, Lodging, and Travel Association and asked for direct funding for recovery efforts. The ARP stipulates that 25% of these local funds be devoted to hospitality, but the legislative text is not specific on how local government should meet that goal. Van Dorn pointed to a decline in property assessments for hotel properties, as well as the shuttering of the wedding industry for the past 15 months, 
both as signs of how the hospitality sector has been hurt. Courtney Kakation, the executive director of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau, said tourism provided 3,400 jobs and generated $14 million in tax revenues for Albemarle in 2019. Then in 2020, that changed. COVID hit the tourism industry especially hard. As our industry begins to climb back, it's essential that we invest in promoting the county in order to have a strong recovery. The CACVB is funded through transient lodging taxes, which means the budget for marketing is down this year. Kakation asked the board to consider using the ARP funds to make up the difference, as well as support the lodging industry. The lodging industry has not received local COVID relief to date, and I humbly ask the Board of Supervisors to consider providing grants to the sector for recovery. Chief Financial Officer Nelsie Birch then briefed the board on what's happening with ARP, or the American Recovery Plan. In all, the county will receive $21.2 million from the legislation that was signed in March, and half has already been distributed to the county. Unlike with the previous federal funding for the coronavirus, the U.S. Treasury directly funded localities this time, bypassing state governments. Nelsie described the broad category for how $4 million of the first portion will be spent. We wanted to continue the work that we had started in the uh, corona, excuse me, the CARE CRF funding in the programming that we did on human services and economic activity and business support. The board also supported the use of about $3 million for broadband, um, knowing that that's probably not all that we, we may want to contribute, but that there was significant funding for broadband. The rest of the funding could go to help Albemarle government as an organization, but staff are still seeking to identify how those uses might comply with federal rules. The Treasury Department is still taking comments, so supervisors won't be asked to take a final vote on how to use the money until July. Birch recommended a flexible approach to using the balance of the funding, given that there are multiple other sources of funding available. There is continued need right now, because people are not out of the woods. Uh, businesses and, 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 and um, households are not out of it. The state is going to have a lot of funding available um, with respect to uh, mortgage offset, you know, rent relief, utility relief. We don't yet know specifically how that's going to fund down to, um, to a local resident, but we know that there's something there. The Albemarle Broadband Authority could take up how to use the $3 million as soon as they're meeting on next Wednesday. The Board of Supervisors will appropriate the full amount of ARP funding at their meeting on July 7th. They'll still have time to make specific decisions in the future. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for June 18th. Thanks, as always, for listening. And I really do appreciate uh, you tuning in till the end like this. Um, Hands up if you're listening. Uh, Okay, maybe that's not going to work on this particular medium. But I would like to hear from you. So if you do get to the end of this, uh, shoot me a line. Uh, Otherwise, you know, I'll just start to sing. Uh, But of course, uh, the word sing does rhyme with ting. And ting, of course, is matching subscriptions through Substack. So for $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year, they will match that, allowing me to continue to devote uh, seven days a week to this uh, particular endeavor. I do take time off, but uh, generally this is uh, something that I've always wanted to do, and here we are trying it out. 
We'll be back in the near future with another installment of the program. The week ahead is likely the next bit of content that will come out, although you never know. Uh, There's a lot of uh, things I want to catch up on, so we'll see how far I get today on this beautiful summer day out there. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and, uh, you know, uh, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening.